Go talk to Tim Stout, Stout on Sports. When I was driving through Lansing on Friday, I was listening to Tim. Did a great interview with Michigan State head hockey coach Adam Nightingale. Called him up, talked with him and Brock on air, off air, good people. Tim is standing by. And, Tim, what happened yesterday in that state game? Well, I was surprised like everybody else, Bill. I mean, after they lost at home uh, to uh, Iowa earlier in the week against a team yesterday that had lost 17 consecutive road games and had fired its coach earlier, all even though it had had a better week, it still lost on the road at Minnesota in a close game the other night. Uh, I think, you know, yesterday sometimes the, the basketball guys just don't shine down on you. I actually turned away from the game at one point with about six minutes to go because the 12-point lead against Ohio State seemed like a 30-point lead against anybody else because that team, well, and I thought, look, I thought Ohio State played hard, but I thought offensively that's one of the worst teams of the Big Ten I'd ever seen play in the Breslin Center. They didn't, you know, they didn't have a couple of their best players, especially their second best player, but they did play hard for the guy, and they needed Michigan State to help them, and Michigan State helped them. Their top two guys only made six out of 24 shots. You know, Bill, I always use golf metaphors with this stuff. To me, it's like Scheffler hitting 18 greens but taking 38 putts, and so he ends up shooting 76. I think Michigan State missed so many shots in that game to match Ohio State that the only way Ohio State was going to stay in the game is if Michigan State just simply didn't shoot well, which it didn't. And if you don't shoot well in any game, wherever you are, as you know, especially at this level, uh, you know it's going to be a grinder, and that's what it was yesterday. I was still even surprised at the end. I think if that kid for Ohio State tried that shot the way he was guarded 15 times, he'd never make it. But the time that he had to make it yesterday at the end, it was the one shot that went in, and it just kind of is, uh, symbolizes the frustration that Michigan State has had in a lot of ways this season with perhaps more frustration ahead. That's going to be determined in the next couple of weeks, right? Yeah, in your Izzo, you have, it almost feels like this is three seasons in one, doesn't it, for the team? Well, I mean, it's fact that they're 40 and 36 in the Big Ten since Cassius Winston left at the end of 2019, right? So that's fact. If they lose at Purdue and they're going to be an underdog, then they're 40 and 37 in the Big Ten. They've lost 13 games each of the last three years, and I thought, unless the freshmen that were coming in were like the Fab Five, where they were going to just dominate and start these games, uh, that this was the same team that lost 13 minus Joey Hauser. Well, I mean, the, the freshmen don't start, two of them don't play, and the two that do play play limited roles. So that means that the other guys get better in the offseason, and I'm not sure any of them has had a difference-making you know, upgrade in the off season from last year to where they are this year. And that's why the record is what it is. And yet they're struggling in a year when I don't think the big Ten's very good And the AP top 25 today. There are two big 10 teams produced two, Illinois 13 and that's it. So the other 12 can't even get ranked in the AP top 25. And if you look at some of the teams that are in there, you say to yourself, you're telling me Michigan state, let alone Michigan can't beat some of those guys in an otherwise normal year. Apparently, not because the Big Ten's only got two ranked. Tim Stout, Stout on Sports, weekdays at 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m., the huge show, uh, weekdays live now at 3 p.m. You're, you're Izzo. You had a preseason number four team, as we've talked about. Your team now is one bad loss away from maybe on the outside looking in in the NCAA tournament. I know you talk with Tom a lot on and off air 
Uh, what's this year been like for him? I think it's been tough, Bill. Uh, you know, I mean, I think it's been tough. He told me, I still remember a phone call in July that was on another matter. And before he got done, he said to me, just in small talk, you know, before you go, we could be really, really, really good in that type of, uh, you know, resonance and that type of voice inflection. There were three reallys in there. And I think Tom really believed that they would be. But again, uh, you know, they, the, the, the difficult teams they played in the non-conference, they came close to a lot of them, but they didn't beat them for the most part. They played well and beat Baylor. I think they got Baylor at a very opportune time in December. So maybe that was fool's gold. I think the I think the key to this has been those two December Big Ten games that they had, you know, with Northwestern and with Nebraska, excuse me, with Wisconsin and Nebraska. When they lost those two, they're not used to going into the holidays 0-2 in the Big Ten, but that's what happened. And then it got to 1-4 and in the Big Ten, and they've been playing from behind ever since. Then, excuse me, you take their, you know, you take one of their most promising freshmen, Jeremy Fears, and he you know, obviously the issue with him over Christmas knocked him out. So, and he was just starting to develop. And then Tyson Walker, I think he is really struggling more than maybe he's letting on because his shot hasn't looked right for the last month. He and Aikens combined yesterday were six for 24. If you know that going in, they're going to miss 18 shots. You doggone well better rebound them because if you don't, the other team's going to get back down the floor. I mean, I, I thought, I thought Ohio State is still going to have a hard time winning this game because Ohio State, they struggle so much offensively. But when they went inside, they got a couple of putbacks. And then the other amazing stat bill besides the 17 straight losses is Michigan State at home, at home no less, scored seven points in the last 10 minutes against a team that's near the bottom of the Big Ten and had fired its coach the week before. But it's been that kind of year. And so, yeah, I think it's taken a toll on Tom because I think the streak means much to him. And I think he's just perplexed. Look, if he knew how all those guys were going to play on the floor, those freshmen, he'd play them more if he thought that. Now, it's easy to second-guess him after it doesn't work out. And, of course, as of yesterday, you know, people are wondering why Booker doesn't play more, didn't play more, because he started and hung in there. But I think there are times that he, he looks at all that, and his staff looks at all those eight or nine guys and trying to figure out the right combination and who should play when and where. I think that's got him a little bit buffaloed, and I think he himself would say he hasn't got completely figured out at all. Yeah, I looked at Booker in the first half, and I, I granted you're not going to be a lockdown defender as a freshman, but he gives them things that nobody else does on that team. And I look at the first half, and you got up big, you're playing great defense, and then you check Booker out with 15 minutes left. I get your Izzo, hey, well, my veterans want to put this game away. It's important to bounce back after Iowa, yada, da da da. And then it gets tight, and you're not going to turn to freshmen. But I, I think Booker does need more minutes. And another thing that I've noticed that I've mentioned uh, since it was really right after the Illinois game, that I believe this team is better in up-and-down basketball, more wide open than playing half-court sets. That, that's just my opinion. Michigan I State. agree, Bill. I, I think there are teams that are familiar with their half-court sets, and they don't have a Cassius Winston caliber shooter, I don't think, especially with Walker injured. So screening for one of those perimeter guys. You know, their three-point shooting has been extremely sporadic. 
And, uh, and I, you know, and I think that's been an issue. Coming up, though, they got six days to prepare for Purdue. And my read is that all those guys on the interior, they're all going to get a chance to play between Cooper and Kohler and Booker and Sissoko because they got to go up against Edie. And Booker was heavily recruited by Purdue. He's from that part of Indiana. My sense is that he'll be motivated to play when he does get a chance to play. My sense is they're going to foul. They're going to foul Edie. Everybody does. You know Purdue's going to go inside to him. They did at Michigan yesterday. He had a career game of 35 and 13 yesterday at Michigan, and they needed that. And Purdue's got six days to relax. You know, Purdue had to play another midweek game. Yeah, they got to go to Illinois after the Michigan State game. If that game was in the middle of this week, I think that would take something out of Purdue. But when you've got the entire week to get ready for a team that you don't really like, and that crowd's hostile to Michigan State, and State hasn't won there in a decade, and, and you look at how you know State's been struggling a bit, you know one would think this is going to be an uphill battle. But that's what the schedule is. You got six days to prepare. You got six days to get these better. And I think it'll be interesting to see how state does. You know, are they going to try to shut Edie down completely and make Purdue's guards beat them? The only problem is Purdue's guards were very inconsistent, but they're best by far when they're playing at home. And like I say, you know that crowd there's going to be so into that game, and they've got State wounded. The question then, Bill, to me, can they beat Northwestern at home next Wednesday and then go to Indiana and win? Because I'm not convinced that in any of the three games they have left, State's going to be a betting favorite amongst anybody that'll be close but that's unique because for the little eight game stretch there after they you know had dropped a game uh, earlier to wisconsin and madison everybody all these experts thought, well they'll be favoring the next eight games well they didn't win them all they obviously they didn't win at minnesota they lost at home to iowa now ohio state now it might be on the other foot are they going to be an underdog against Purdue, then Northwestern home, and at Indiana. And I think the latter two games will depend on how they perform at Purdue. If it's a close game, who knows? If they get blown out, stay tuned. We'll have to see. Yeah, I think they need to beat Northwestern at home, win at Indiana, have that 2-1 and one finish, and then win their Big Ten tourney opener would make me feel comfortable about this team. If they turn around and go 1-2 and two and don't win a Big Ten tourney opener – they might not hear their name on Selection Sunday. Well, even if they get in, Bill, I get. I think there's value in being in 26 straight NCAA tournament. It's hard to do. Very few. I think there's one or two that are ahead of them, and that's it. But there. But everybody says at the best, unless they beat Purdue, at the best they'd be an eight seed. Well, if they're an eight seed, can they beat the nine? And if they do, you get the, the number one seed in the next game. So you're going to get out of the first weekend anyway. And I think what hurts them dramatically and a lot of teams that are struggling at times during the year but get into the tournament, those conference tournaments to me are an albatross. First of all, they're probably not going to get any buys in there beyond the first day. So they would have to go four games in four days if they had any success. And I claim if you win the Big Ten tournament, who cares? You didn't win the regular season. Nobody, Everybody then puts attention to the NCAA tournament, and your team could be exhausted. And I do think this team is worn down. Uh, I think, I, think that, I mean, these games have all piled up. I mean, it, it's a break for them in a way that they get six days to prepare for Purdue. But Purdue gets six days to prepare for Michigan State. So to me, that's a wash. But then if they could rest up after the regular season for the NCAA tournament, if they got in, 
I think that would be different. But man, you got two days or whatever it is to get ready after you play in the Big Ten tournament. Then you got to turn around and go on the road. And I think for great teams, that's one thing they can withstand it. And they're going to play a weak seed in game one. Well, State's not going to do that. They're going to play somebody that's going to be comparable to them. Uh, which will make it that much tougher. At this point, I would think what Tom's trying to do is just to get them to play as well together as they can, play as hard as they can at Purdue, see what happens from there. Somehow they got to win at home against Northwestern. I mean, to, uh, if he can get into the tournament, you can figure all that out about the tournament afterward. But as you suggest, they got to get there first, and they have to go through the Big Ten tournament, and that's not going to be easy for them either. I mean, look, they've it, it's been a tough year. If you remember, for whatever reason, they were ranked fourth in the preseason Associated Press poll, and they haven't been ranked almost the entire year. Crazy season. We'll see how it plays out for Izzo and the Spartans. Tim Stout, Stout on Sports. Weekday mornings, 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. Huge show. Live weekday afternoons at 3. Timmy, uh, so good to hear your voice on my road trip over to Detroit, and thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Anytime, Bill. Good to talk to you. Stay in touch.